if it is or if it ain't, it's gonna come out. everybody it's your girl miracle sims and you're listening to god sex and love your daily dose of inspiration the juice it is monday january the 15th 2024 and today the topic is god's design for marriage you guys know that i can't start this day without acknowledging that it is martin luther king day um, at least the day that has been set aside to celebrate. So that's one thing to acknowledge and whatnot. Um, you know, outside of that, um, I hope that you guys had a wonderful weekend. Mine was just fine. Um, after I did the juice on Saturday, nothing too, too significant to uh, share or report. I mean, I just pretty much chilled. Um, I found out about a, a baby shower that one of my cousins was having, but I was like, oh, girl, I mean... <laughs> um, there's a lot going on on my side of things. Like I said, I still need to get my car fixed and all this other type of stuff. So I just was like, and I only been kind of going out when I definitely had to, like for work and stuff. So I didn't go to the baby shower, but man, I was definitely excited to hear about the growth of our family and everything like that. Um, and I guess the only thing of significance that I did was gave myself the unwind experience, at least a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I Gave myself a much-needed manicure. I know y'all been seeing it here on The Juice that my nails are looking real crazy uh, over the past week or whatever. Um, so I finally got a chance to take care of that on Saturday. And then Sunday, y'all. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Um, it, everything was cool. You know, I did my uh, quote-unquote shift at the church, uh, My working my three gatherings. Um, but technically, I only worked the two, and I got a chance to sit for the third, um, which was a right-on-time word. Um, I, I was saying to myself as I was listening to the pastor teach and preach yesterday, I was like, man, I wish my husband was here for this one because I felt like um, I was getting a lot of confirmations about some things, but I felt like there were some things that, you know, that I've already experienced that I feel like he is on the brink of experiencing that I think, the word yesterday would have been, um, you know, encouraging and inspiring for him. At least I would hope so. But, hey, I mean, you know, he could always go back and watch it if, if so he feels so led to do. Um, but anyway, I mean, I guess that kind of goes into this conversation about marriage. Um, now, what led me to this topic today? Um, you know, it could have been a variety of things. I mean, first of all, your girl was up ever since, like, 431 um or something like that and i know i'm recording late like it just turned 9 a.m um at at this moment that i'm recording and it wasn't that i wasn't up or something it just was more so that like i guess i was taking in a lot of information i mean i woke up from a dream um that was kind of about marriage to a certain extent and then um you know with that on my heart and mind and stuff i did kind of get some more little rest and then um, by the time I woke back up, I saw that it was close to time for me to tune in to, um, 
you know, the 21 days of prayer that the church has been doing, um, I've been logging in virtually and stuff. And so um, I logged in around seven and listened to that, which was a good word. You know, I felt like it was kind of um, a little bit of confirmation about what the pastor, that our pastor was talking about yesterday. The word repent was something that was repeated yesterday and today. So I don't know if you guys need to hear that or whatever the case may be, but I listened to, you know, and worship with the um, 28 days of prayer this morning. Um, and then at some point, NJ came and tuned in with it, um, tuned in to it with me. Um, so that was a little special moment and stuff. And um, he was being a little distraction this morning. So I would say that that kind of coincided with this whole me being late recording thing. Um, but then there was moments where he was asking me questions and stuff too, um, last night and this morning. So that was interesting. And then I was getting some, some other revelations about, um, you know, cause I ended up looking up, uh, 431, I think it was. Cause again, I told you guys, I woke up at that time this morning and the verse that I came across this morning was good, but, um, I ended up going to the strongest concordance. And when I looked up the two words that they meant in the Greek, it was like I I heard the phrase hello cuz or hello cousin because one of the words meant cousin and the other one when I looked it up it meant hello and I and I don't know something about that kind of shook me on the inside like wait is one of my cousins trying to get in touch with me right now you know and so I kind of went deeper on that concept of I guess not just necromancy but like you know this whole concept of people trying to speak to us from you know, heaven and, and things of that nature. I mean, in the future, you guys are going to see on GSL that I interview someone that, you know, feel like they had that type of interactions. Uh, matter of fact, I think a couple of people um, that may be dabbling to, you know, mediums and things of that nature. Um, and they, they are sharing their journey or whatever the case may be on the GSL platform. Um, that doesn't mean that I agree and, and, and everything like that. But at the same time, you know, it is a platform for people to come and share. And so I just ask questions that I think that you guys want to hear as people that study the Bible, um, that you want to hear of such things. Because, again, this is a part of life. It's not something that is foreign or unknown that people, you know, um, dabble in, in, in such stuff. So um, and what does that mean? And what does the Bible have to say about it and things of that nature? And so I was kind of you know, looking into that this morning as well. So the the marriage conversation was in the back of my mind, but at the same time, this other conversation was also there. And I just was like, well, Lord, like, what did, you know, what do you want me to, you know, talk about? Because again, the conversation that I heard with the 21 days of prayer was on a different level. And then, so I got those three things on my heart and mind. And then I got my son distracting me. So again, there's a lot of reasons why your girl's recording at this time, but Ultimately, I feel like I was led back to this conversation about marriage. Um, I don't know what, I can't remember right now what the final confirmation was. I think the more I looked into it and, and stuff like that, um, I think what ultimately led me to go ahead and go forth with this conversation today was I ended up going to gotquestions.org and the exact phrase that came into my heart and mind was an article, which was, is the name of today's topic, God's Design for Marriage. And so with that on my heart and mind, I also went deeper and looked into what, you know, some Bible verses at uh, openbible.info under the same phrase. And, 
once I read those things, they were standing out to me to share. And so here I am sharing God's design for marriage. Um, now, again, I mean, you know, I, I it's not unfamiliar here to talk about marriage on GSL. Again, the very first episode of the GSL talk show was the importance of sex in marriage, you know. Um, and obviously, you guys know about me and my journey, or at least you should if you don't. Um, again, you can read all about it. <laughs> In my book, The Cultivation Period, The Single Christian's Journey, where, I mean, obviously, I always had a great desire uh, to be where I am today, married and things of that nature. And um, so it was a huge, important thing to me, right, um, at least in my life and stuff like that. And I believe that there are plenty of people that share in this as well, even in spite of what the world tries to present. Because on one hand... Um, when people think of marriage, I feel like these days marriage is being made a mockery of just like anything else that God created. It's like, you know, the enemy has tried to taint this beautiful thing of marriage. And, um, so then there's people that desire it, but at the same time, it might be afraid of it, you know? Um, because again, you see all kinds of marriages out here, you know, and you see all kinds of things that's going on. Um, so uh, with all of that being said, I would I, I just felt like it was important to go back to the basics, right, and to um, look into what the Bible has to say and also look into what God's design for marriage is. So then, therefore, you can make, I guess, decisions on how you want to handle it in, for you and your life. Um, I have some verses that I felt led to share, and I say that, hey, if this is really standing out to you today, I pray that you guys go deeper. Um with, you know, the verses and whatnot that are in the Go Deeper section. And again, um, I would say that also in the Go Deeper section, you guys can look up the title of this conversation, God's Design for Marriage, both at openbible.info and you can look it up at uh, gotquestions.org. And that should give you plenty of wisdom uh, about what God's Design for Marriage is and go from there. You know, if you are already married, then, hey, use these things as a guideline for you and your marriage for with your spouse. And if you're not married yet, then, hey, use these things as encouragement and inspiration for your future marriage, if that's God's will for you in your life. Um, and I believe, now this is just my humble opinion, but you guys can take that with a grain of salt on whatever true of the meat spit out the bones. But I believe that if you have the desire in your heart for marriage, then that is God's desire for you in your life. That's my humble opinion, because uh, I believe that he gives us our thoughts. I believe he gives us all things. And so if he's giving you the desire for marriage, and I believe that it's for you. Um, but hey, you know, again, take it with a grain of salt. Consult the Lord about it. Make sure, you know. But anywho, um, here go the verses that stood out to me this morning. Genesis 2 and 24 it says, Therefore a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife and they shall become one flesh. So this is God's desire and design for marriage. Um, you know, it's repeated throughout the Bible in a variety of ways. I mean, Jesus says it again um, as he walked on the earth. Um, this was said in the beginning in Genesis and everything like that. So um, if you're confused at all about what marriage should look like, um, start here. That's the beginning. That's the start. Um, now I found it very interesting. I think what's standing out to me in this moment to share is the part about being one flesh, because technically you, we know that again, if, if, when Adam as the first man, 
Eve was created, he was created, she was created from Adam, right? And so they were one for us. He separated the two. And then I guess the marriage brings them back again to being one flesh. And um, not to say I've been struggling with that or whatever, but um, that's been kind of on my mind, at least as I've been thinking about it this morning. Um, because, you know, there's things, again, like I told you guys a second ago, that I feel like I've experienced that I feel like my husband might be getting ready to walk in right now. And I can do everything I can to share, right, and to, you know, try to bestow some wisdom. But at the same time, you know, I know that it's him and his life, and he's still a separate person from me. Um, and he's not going to do everything the way that I would and things of that nature. And so I'm trying to find balance with that part because, you know, you know, I know that we are one, you know, but at the same time, I, I still acknowledge that we are separate as well in our on our own life journey and stuff. And so that's an interesting thing. I mean, we all can go deeper about that again. I probably need to even go deeper about that and, and see what else the Lord wants me to do other than advocate for my husband on on his behalf, you know, in the meantime, in between time when it comes to the different things. But, you know, I'm still seeking the Lord about what that looks like for me, right? But regardless, this is where it starts. It says here that, you know, leaving our father and our mother, holding fast to our spouse and becoming one. And that is the ultimate uh, design. You know, um, let's keep going. So then Genesis 2 and 18, it says, then the Lord said, it is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. Now, this is a verse before the verse I just read, you guys, um, and everything like that. And so, um, yeah, I mean, it's saying that, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. Now, the do some men and biblical figures ended up being alone or being, you know, unmarried and things of that nature? Yeah, I mean, I, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, Paul was one of those individuals. Um, and, you know, there were people that go through life and maybe it's not their calling to be married. Maybe it's their calling to, again, focus on the things of God um, in a different way, right? Um, but on the flip side, again, I believe that you know, according to the word, he says here that it was not good for Adam, right, to be alone. And so, therefore, he made a helper suitable for him. Now, I know that the um, article at gotquestions.org that is under the title, God's Design for Marriage, goes deeper about all of this and stuff like that. And I know that there's things that we might not like. You know, it might be some pulp in it because then you might think that, you know, well, um, this whole marriage thing and whatever that I can define, whatever it is, but that's not the case. Again, God has defined all or defined all things. And so, um, you know, there's a clear definition of what marriage should look like and, and what it should be and who it should be between and all these different type of things. You guys can go deeper about all of that. Um, if you feel so led to do, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, again, we got to decide whether we're going to be our own Lord or if God is going to be our Lord, if Jesus is going to be our Lord or if we're going to be our own. And I mean, that that's the decision that each and every one of us got to make. So go deeper about all of that. But let me keep going with these verses that were standing out to me. So do do do. Uh, Hebrews 13 and 4 says, let marriage be held in honor among all and let the married, excuse me, or let the marriage bed be undefiled for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. <sighs> I mean, I know it's tough out here and I know I actually over the weekend I heard some ministers in the pulpit 
uh, you know, try to say things along the lines of, you know, calling out people that call out sexual immorality by saying, well, you weren't sexually pure, X, Y, and Z. And so, um, and then I, another thing I heard um, some ministers say um, was something along the lines of, oh, it's easy for some people to remain pure versus others because some people aren't attractive and things of that nature. And it's just very interesting, the stuff that you hear coming from the pulpits these days. And so you definitely really got to, you know, um, be in the word for yourself, right? This is another uh, example of how important it is to, for us to study, to show ourselves approved. Because when you hear things like that coming from the pulpits, um, it's like, it could be one of those things, like if you're not, you know, biblically sound and strong and stuff like that, those things can make you waver and make you, you know, um, be a stumbling block in your way um, for you to live a righteous and pure life as God has called us to do. Now, I'll sit here and tell y'all all day, every day that I'm not perfect and I didn't do everything correctly and things of that nature. Um, but at the same time, you know, I went through a period of time where I sacrificed, you know, my wants for God's wants, you know, that went through a period of time where I, you know, did my best to do things God's way and things of that nature. And when I fell short, I repented and I, you know, and things of that nature. And so, you know, um, this is what we got to do. Of course, um, we have all sinned and fallen short, you know, so of course, you know, that is the case, but that does not. Uh, make it any less true that God calls us to righteousness. And, and as the um, this phrase, people like to say, holiness is still right. That doesn't take away from that being the truth, right? And so, um, again, um, I would definitely encourage anybody that's coming under me um, or after me, right, to be better than me. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, if you are still a virgin, then remain a virgin. You know, um, again, I think it's a beautiful, amazing thing for those couples that don't even kiss until they're married. Like what restraint and, and, and great, um, you know, that, that's an amazing thing to me. And, and people are doing it and you're not alone, you know, um, I was uh, chit-chatting with a girlfriend over the past, you know, few days and whatnot, and she mentioned how she, you know, desired marriage, or, you know, or she mentioned how she thought she would be married right now. She already, she's purchased a home, and I'm like, wow, you know, and I was, you know, celebrating her and, and purchasing her home, and she just happened to mention that, um, you know, she thought she would be married by now. Um, and my thing is, well, there's nothing wrong with you coming to the marriage with assets, you know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, you know, um, that's a beautiful thing that you've been able to invest in property. You know, Lord knows I would have loved to have some properties by now. Um, you know, I know I do have the land and things like that, and I'm grateful for that. But um, it's not something that I've accumulated or accrued on my own. Like, it wasn't something that I purchased on my own. It was just was a, I guess, as you could say, a birthright or something like that, um, or something that was passed down um, and things like that. And I'm grateful for it, don't get me wrong, but I'm just, I'm just celebrating her, right, and her accomplishments to have purchased a home and things like that. Um, but again, um, she mentioned about how she desired uh, or she thought, right, that she would be married and things like that. So to me, that lets me know that she has the desire for marriage. And, um, you know, and I'm trying to encourage and inspire her with that and let her know that, hey, well, you know, that's coming. If that's your desire and that's your heart's desire, then I believe that it's coming for you. Um, I share with her the different uh, platforms and things that I've come across um, that if I was still a single woman that I would try to take advantage of, 
and I guess I say all that to say that like one of the platforms is is um it's called the sexless tribe. And I think that's an amazing thing that there's a group of individuals that have committed themselves to be um, celibate and things of that nature. And they've come together to be able to, um, you know, meet each other and just, you know, I guess be fellowship and, and things of that nature. I think that's an amazing thing, especially because back in the day, that would have been great for me to come across, you know, a group of such caliber to be able to meet people that were like minded um, and things in that nature, because I often felt like I was alone out here trying to hold on to God and, and to do things God's way. And so I would definitely encourage anybody to go and, and you know, be part of that group or go and, you know, look into, uh, you know, the different types of uh, dating um, options and things that are available now of people that actually want you know, love, marriage, and, and to live a righteous life and things of that nature. Like, there's plenty of opp opportunities now that I felt like wasn't available back in, in my quote-unquote single days. And so, um, and like I said, I would definitely encourage anybody coming after me to be better than me. Like, if she's holding on to celibacy or whatever she's, I don't know all the details of what she got going on in her life. But, for example, if she, for example, is a virgin or and she is you know, seeking, you know, a godly man and things of that nature, then I am going to, as a believer, help her, right, cheer her on, let her know it's worth the wait, um, do, do whatever I can to share my own testimony that she can, you know, bypass again the issues and things that I had to deal with and, and, and you know, again, live a righteous life, like, rather than tell somebody, oh, well, you know, because I didn't, I fell short, then, then it's okay for you to fall short, um, and things, like I said, that, that people who, quote, unquote, in the pulpit were sharing with their, their congregations. So just something to think about. Anyway, let's keep going with these verses. So um, to the people that are married, here goes some verses that will encourage and inspire us. Um, Ephesians 5 and 33, it says, However, let each one of you love his wife as himself and let the wife see that she respects her husband. Um, you know, as I've been going deeper about studying um, these different things and, and I guess maybe even having conversations and, and again, being in a marriage and stuff like that, I can clearly see these things being played out. And um, again, as much as people want to go through and say, oh, there's no, you know, um, manual for life. This is a clear manual and, and example and um, instruction for a married couple because it, it does seem like the wife desires love and affection and things like that and then what is it that the husband desire respect um and and these are the number one issues that we have in marriage well in some marriages right you know wives don't want to respect their husbands right and husbands are struggling to love their wives and so i mean hey you know whether you guys want to go ahead and, and take heed to these things or not they they written years ago right um and so you know, just something to think about <laughs> when we're thinking about this whole conversation about God's design for marriage. Uh, but here's another thing, Ephesians 5 and 28, it says, in the same way, husbands should love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. So again, if I mean, you know, I know that we are, there's people out here struggling with loving themselves and that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but you know, and that could, again, lead to issues with loving your wife, because if you don't love yourself, then, I mean, you know, there you go. But, um, 
you know, we could go deeper about this because there's plenty of other verses. Like I said, there were so many verses that I just felt like just sending y'all straight to openbible.info yourselves and so you guys can see all the verses that I was seeing. And like I said, um, under the same name, you guys can go to gotquestions.org and pretty much just check out, again, God's Design for Marriage. Go to openbible.info and plug in God's Design for Marriage or go to gotquestions.org and plug in God's Design for Marriage. And that should answer the question for us today about what his design is, what it looks like, and and everything like that. Um, I hope that you guys are encouraged and inspired to go deeper. And I hope that you're encouraged and inspired by this conversation because that's the juice, y'all. That is the juice. God has a design, and it just behooves us to live according to that design. Um, and there's a lot of things that go against that design, y'all. I mean, you know, again, I can sit here and list all the things, I mean, including divorce, yes, homosexuality, um, uh, infidelity, adultery, all those things go against God's design, uh, poly, poly, all that. Yeah. I mean, I know y'all probably don't want to hear it. That might be pulp. Y'all probably, you know, I don't know. I can get counsel, right. For saying those things, but that's what the Bible says. Um, so again, if we're going to be believers in the Bible, right, if we're going to read the word of God, things of that nature, and that's what you're going to find there. And if you hear anything else outside of that, then that's somebody's personal opinions and, and things of that nature. And they're probably not operating under the spirit of God. And that's the juice. It might be pulpy. You might not like it, but that's the juice. Now, the Bible verse of today is Psalm 34 and 14. It says, depart from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. Friends, I hope you all enjoyed this juice this morning. Thank you so much for listening to God, Sex, and Love. Your daily dose of inspiration, the juice. I pray you guys can go forth and have a wonderful day. And I look forward to talking to you all tomorrow. If the Lord's will. Bye-bye. Did you know that you can support us for just 99 cents a month? That's right, friends. You can support everything that we do here at GSL for just 99 cents a month. Take a look around wherever this post is. You might see a link or maybe even a button that says support. Go there, check out the options, consider supporting us because, you know, we enjoy bringing you all the daily inspiration as well as the weekly talk show, but we have much, much more to come. Thank you so much for the consideration. Bye-bye.